everyone. Welcome to Actually Authentic. This is Maria. And this is Liv. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Chanel and we will be talking a little about pageantry. And the reason why we asked Chanel to come on is because she is Miss Wasatch for 20, Miss Wasatch County, Utah for 2021 and 2022. And we thought it'd be fun to have her join us, talk about a little bit how she got into pageantry and her experience and just kind of, I know there's sometimes some taboos around pageantry, so kind of debunk some of those and just talk about her experience. So welcome, Chanel. Hi. So yeah, like she, like Maria just said, I'm Chanel Smith. And um, so I'm 19 years old and I live in Heber City, Utah. And I'm currently attending Snow College, where I plan on graduating with my associates this semester. Uh, my educational goal is to be a women's health doctor specializing in nutrition, um, because I believe that there's so much that can be improved uh, just in that field of with birth control and giving birth and recovering from it and things like that. I think a lot can improve there. So I'm really excited to get into that. But for now, I am Miss Wasatch County, like Maria said, and I am loving it. It's so great and such a good time. Like she said, I've been Miss Wasatch for 2021 and 2022. I was uh, first initially, I won my competition back in July of last year, and I will continue uh, my duties until about July this year, uh, where somebody else will win and um, take over my duties. Yeah, that's um, really so, cool. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've always been really interested in pageantry, but I never really knew much. So like, even like you're saying your role for the next year, I'd love to get into that a little more as we continue talking. And for all of those who are wondering how we know Chanel Smith, she's actually related to my husband, Dallin. So that's fun. We're family now. <laughs> Well, uh, to just get into it and give an overview, yeah, I don't know how much you guys know or uh, your listeners know, so I'll just give you a brief overview yeah. of what exactly I do, what the pageant industry is. Um, so I'm part of the Miss America organization. There's two big organizations. There's the Miss America organization, and then there's the Miss USA organization. Oh, okay. And the Miss USA is more pageant. It's more, you know, bikini uh, you don't do a talent, uh, it's a shorter interview, uh, things like that. While the Miss America organization chooses to focus more on, you know, your education and your goals and your service and things like that. And not to say that, uh, and not to demean on the Miss USA uh, pageant industry, because, you know, great women kind of come out of it just as much. But um, the Miss America organization doesn't have the bikini they used to. Um, but, you know, that's a big thing in pageants is, you know, you walk on stage with a bikini. They don't do that anymore <laughs> at all. Um, and that's the only reason I actually chose to do it, because uh, I no way I could have confidence while walking out in front of a thousand people in a bikini. <laughs> but, wow. um, yeah, anyways, I look up to those women a lot, not to say I don't. But um, so that's the main difference, the main two organizations. And then within the Ameri Miss America organization, um, to win a competition, there's a few different uh, arenas, I guess, that you need to be confident in and you need to know a lot of information, you know, regarding uh, these things. And that's so there's an interview portion, like I mentioned um, previously, uh, where you spend 10 minutes with the judges uh, alone and you just uh, talk to them and they ask you questions and you answer them um, and they just really get to know you and what you enjoy and what you what you will bring to the Miss America organization. And then so after your interview, you go and that's where the competition starts. So anybody who's watching a competition, they don't see the entire interview portion, which is 30 percent of the final uh, judges uh, scoring and uh, who they decide to be um, the figure uh, whatever for whatever competition it may be. So once the actual competition starts, you know, you do a little dance on stage together and um, you introduce yourself. And uh, then after that, you do your talent. Uh, you have 90 seconds, only 90 seconds to uh, perform a talent and give your entire, you know, 
self to them talent wise, right? Uh, you have to <laughs> um, really give it your all, really, and, and put on a show because it's another 30% of your final score. Um, and if depending on if they choose you goes, uh, comes from your talent as well. So it's a pretty big part of the Miss America organization. Uh, then after that, uh, you've got your onstage question, I believe, uh, where they ask you a question on stage. It's normally political, so you need to be caught up on your politics if you're uh, looking to be in the pageant industry. And uh, then after that, um, you've got the onstage walk, and then that's about it. They will decide after the onstage walk. That's only like 10, 15% of your final score, I believe. So it's not huge, but, you know, it still counts, right? Um, and that's where you're in your big dress and uh, that's where you get to, uh, well, that's where they pick who is going to be the next Miss Wasatch, Miss Utah, Miss America, however, whoever, whatever competition uh, it is. So that's just kind of a big overview of the competition, if that helps with anything. Yeah, well, that's great. It's good to know. So how did you get introduced to pageantry then? So growing up, I never watched a pageant. I never was interested in, you know, parading myself on stage like that. I had never even been on a stage before my Miss, uh, Miss Wasatch competition, which is kind of unheard of, right? But I, of course, you know, growing up, I saw uh, the, you know, girls paraded, um, the Miss America girls and the Miss um, whoever girls paraded in parades that I would go watch and things like that. I think the first encounter that I actually had with a, a girl in pageantry was uh, just my local Miss Wasatch County from a previous year when I first moved here. And I saw her and I said hi. And, you know, I thought she was so friendly and so pretty and so nice. And, you know, she looked like a princess, right? Um, but really, I never thought about doing it until I heard about the scholarship part of it. Um, cause that's a, that's a huge part. Miss, Miss America is one of the biggest, I think it is the biggest, uh, scholarship organization for women. So, um, they will give you good scholarships and you have great opportunities to, uh, get that money that you need for college or, um, even outside of college, you know, what, whatever it may be. So that's, that's why I actually got into it. And it was actually my boyfriend's mom who told me I should do it. So, <laughs> Um, I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I wasn't thinking I was going to win because, you know, I had never been on the stage before. I had never done any of this type of thing before. But I think what they liked about me is they liked my insight, my deeper level thinking, you know, that a lot of these other girls may not have had as much of. Um, they thought I was, you know, more mature and more willing to do these service things and um, to you know, babysit kids, because sometimes that's what it is. It's, you know, having parties with little kids and babysitting them, you know, just things like that, that you wouldn't really think of. But it's actually a big part of what I do. Wow. So yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I did not know. Well, I guess I've watched pageants occasionally. I, it was probably the Miss USA that I watched on TV. But I did see that really quick political question. But normally, I guess on Miss USA, it's like you said, a quicker question it doesn't take as long so I I don't know from that point of view I'd be kind of scared to answer a political question but that's really cool that you had that good insight that they liked and yeah really yeah awesome. it could be scary for sure sometimes but it's you know it's really good to know that stuff anyways and uh, to keep updated on it so yeah yeah I totally agree and I guess a fun question I, while you were talking about your talent I am curious, what talent did you bring for the judges for your pageant? Yeah, so um, I w I'm a violinist, so I just played, I'm trying to remember what song I even played. The funny part about it is I only had two weeks to prepare before my competition. Oh my gosh. Uh, which, yeah, that, that's the other reason I thought I wasn't going to win, because all these other girls had been preparing and practicing for months, right? And I just got in it super last minute, and... I, I wouldn't recommend doing that if <laughs> you're interested in uh, doing a pageant. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got into it. And so I just picked a song really quick and I performed to the best of my ability. Um, the funny part was my violin was actually, it went out of tune right as I was going on the stage. 
and it was actually like I was so scared and freaking out but you know as long as you have that confidence and you give it your all you know the judges will see that you're trying and um yeah and it 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 just turned out really well for me and um what I was bringing on stage you know just just showing that you actually have that confidence was more important than what I was actually playing you know right well it must mean you're good under pressure <laughs> it will do try. all that <laughs> yeah and I guess another question I had I like have all these questions that I want to ask you so I know you said there's a bunch of different kind of competitions or not competitions but um, you said there's a Miss Utah, and then specifically your county, and then different ones. So do those all go together? Like, are you going to now compete for Miss Utah? Yeah, yeah. So um, as Miss Wasatch County, it's actually one of my duties to compete as, as Miss, at Miss Utah. Wow. Um, the chances of me winning are pretty slim. Uh, seeing my competition, a lot of these girls are a lot more experienced. They've been in the industry their whole lives. You know, they were Little Miss uh, counties and they were teen uh, counties and now they're, you know, adults. And they, so they've been in this for 10, 15 years already. And so I'm not expecting to win at all. But yeah, I'm really excited to go to Miss Utah. It's like a whole week of um, parades and uh, events and things. So it's a lot of a lot of wardrobe too. I'm I'm realizing it's coming up pretty soon, so I'm having to uh, pull together a huge wardrobe. Wow. It's gonna be crazy trying to go go get there and everything. But um, yeah. So and then after Miss Utah, so like let's say uh, I won Miss Utah, right? Uh, I would go to Miss America at that point. Miss America is normally in December, I think. Miss Utah is in like June, so you have a few months to prepare, and then you go to Miss America. Um, and you perform there. And I think that also is another week or two um, kind of competition. And they do a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't really see, but um, it actually is really important in, you know, the actual competition and who they decide to be the Miss America, the Miss Utah. Um, the local pageants aren't like that. You know, they're normally just a day um, pageant and then it's over. They decide who it is and Oh, sorry. That and that's it. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's really cool. I okay. Like I said, I knew they connected somehow, but I don't know all the ins and outs of it. So that's really fun to hear. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same process for like the whole Miss USA. So there's a uh, Miss Utah USA, and there's a Miss Wasatch USA. Um, but they put that USA at the end of it. That's how you know they're different. Oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's a good distinction. I'll have to look out for that for sure. Yeah. So you must like meet a lot of women, different women then. Has that been kind of a cool experience to be like exposed to people you don't necessarily like are familiar with? Yeah, for sure. I've been exposed to all sorts of people, whether it's, you know, just local business owners wanting to sponsor me, um, you know, help pay for my wardrobe at Miss Utah, whether it's, um, you know, like I, I've met, you know, the mayor and all, all, things like that. I don't um I don't think that's normally part of the duties anymore. It used to be. I think, like, back in the day, the Miss America, you know, got the key to the whatever, <laughs> the White House or the key to the city or um, whatever. But that that's not a thing anymore, you know, because it's a fake key anyways. It, it was an old-time thing, I guess. But uh, And then you also, of course, a huge part of it is meeting a lot of these other really inspiring and powerful women. Like I said, I used to think that the whole pageant industry was just kind of like all these blonde girls that were super tall and skinny, right? And they couldn't really, they had the brain the size of a pea, right? Like they weren't intelligent girls, right? right? But uh, now being in the industry, I really see that these women are really, really impressive and amazing. Our current Miss Utah, uh, she's gone and traveled all over the world um, and gone to all of these different countries uh, with her service. Uh, so with her initiative of, you know, helping immigrants and things like that. And she's really, really amazing. And she's an amazing public speaker. She graduated from BYU, I think, or she does this fall. And But she's just an amazing girl. And I've had the opportunity to meet her I think she got top 10 at Miss America. So she did really good there wow. too. Um, just a really great lady overall. And if you like, I, I encourage you to go and listen to these women 
just speak because it it's honestly mouth dropping. Uh, you know, just the language and the poise and the confidence in the way that they speak is really impressive. And then on top of that, there's this whole aspect of you need to be put together and look put together while, you know, speaking. And um, so it's just you have to have a very um, broad range of um, what, what's the word, just a very broad lifestyle in the sense that you're able to do all these things and impress in all these different ways right and to the point where your first impression of them is you know uh, immediate and on point and it's amazing right um so (laughs) I guess you got to be pretty well-rounded it sounds like oh yeah yeah for sure yeah that's super cool I definitely have heard of kind of that stigma that you're talking about about everyone in pageants just wanting either money fame they're all about looks and the typical look, the supermodel look. But that's really cool to hear that you've been seeing that, no, it's not that way. And actually being immersed in it, you could really see that firsthand. Because, yeah, explaining, like thinking about the things you'd have to do to get to Miss America or Miss Utah and it on camera, because everybody's so good at it. Like that's how they got there. It looks so easy. It almost looks like, I don't know. But then thinking about it, yeah, you have to be super poised. You have to know a lot about politics. You have to be confident in yourself and just go with the flow. If your violin's out of tune right before you're about to go on, like stay strong, do it with a head high. So that's really, really cool. And something I think we need to think about more when looking at these women on stage instead of being maybe even a little jealous and judgy seeing them on stage because we might want to be that girl on stage but being like wow they are amazing and that's so cool that they got there so I love that insight yeah and I think one of the reasons that um whole opinion comes into play is because that's that is how it used to be you know it just used to be girls parading around and saying you know world peace is their answer (laughs) right when they're asked a question it's always world peace um and they're being paraded around in swimsuits bikinis and things like that but uh, just in the past 10, 15, 20 years, it's really changed it. Like the whole Miss America organization, um, they call it Amer- Miss America 2.0. And it's a whole different uh, world. It's a whole different era. Um, and it really can't be compared. And that's not to say that there isn't still that stigma involved. Uh, because it is, you know, it's like, I, I would feel out of place if I went on stage and I didn't have a spray tan and I didn't have... Uh, big huge caterpillar eyelashes and you know things like that like it is still a part of it like I said because they want you to be put together and people want to be confident on stage and so a good way to do that is to dress to impress and is to dress to your confidence level but um, the important thing to know is it's just it's not the same as it was because they're not doing it for necessarily for the judges and the judges aren't basing their votes or anything off of that it's they're doing it for themselves and for their confidence not for not not for that um judge appeal yeah right there's like an intellectual level that has been brought into that space which I think is super awesome and I mean you think about like the history of women and our and our whole status in the world and how much it has changed over the last like 50 years it makes sense that it has now evolved to being less of a visual stigma kind of a thing and more of also like an intellectual and talent-based competition. But like, and I mean, we still like to dress pretty, you know, when you're going out on a date night with a boy, you're not typically in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, (laughs) you're going to get up nice. And so like, when you think about a competition, like why wouldn't you enjoy, I don't know, to me, I think you would enjoy that as a woman and you don't, doesn't make you feel any less significant. It's just part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what it is. It's it's just part of the glam part of it. And, you know, people love to get dressed up. And Miss uh, Utah is going to be an excuse for me to get dressed up and to buy a $500 dress. And it'll be so fun and so great. And I'll probably feel like a princess, right? And that is honestly the best part of my job. But there's a lot more to it. And I think we should get into that a little bit more too. Uh, so just being a title holder doesn't just mean that you look pretty all the time and that you're in a pretty dress and wearing a crown. In fact, they're actually moving away from wearing the crowns outside of 
um, specific events. You know, if there's like children around, yeah, maybe throw your crown on, but they don't want you going to any event, um, you know, whether it be uh, an interview for something or um, maybe you're speaking in public, they don't want you to wear that crown. And the reason being is they want you, they don't, they, sorry, they want to know you for you and they don't want to, us to be distracted uh, or they don't want people to be distracted by that crown, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That is really cool. I haven't even thought about that, but definitely <laughs> it changes things. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and plus, uh, there's like I said, there's a lot more to just uh, showing up in a crown, right? Um, and a lot of events, you don't want to be wearing a crown. Like if I'm, um, I don't know, pulling weeds in somebody's yard, if I'm, uh, like currently I'm collecting thousands and thousands of pairs of shoes, and it's been hectic, right? But all these shoes are super dirty, and they smell like stinky feet, and <laughs> things like that, like, People don't realize how down and dirty you have to get sometimes as a title holder in the Miss America organization. Wow. Yeah. So for the next year, is it kind of like a job where do you get paid or is your job just keeping that title and it's just free service from you that you'll be doing? Yeah. So I got, um, it was a $2,000 scholarship plus I think a couple hundred to spend on wardrobe things. Um, you know, for professional attire for Miss Utah outfits. But, you know, that that's kind of a slap in the face because you spend so much more um, <laughs> oh, on sure. outfits than what they give you, right? right. <laughs> um, but so, uh, where, where was I going with that? So, so it's mostly volunteer. Like for the next year, you said, I will volunteer yeah. and I will help. Yeah, so that's all it is. I don't get paid for anything that I do. Um, but yeah, I'm still every weekend. This is my job, and I and, and during the afternoons, this is my job. Of course, I'm a full time person going to school. I'm a full time student, so I can't commit every moment of every day. And I actually live two hours away from the county that I'm serving in, wow. and so it's quite a commitment every weekend to be driving back and uh, collecting shoes. Right now, it's been hectic. Just last night, I was up until midnight organizing shoes and rubber banding them together um and but but it's finding the love in it and realizing that you are doing this for the service aspect not for um the fame and glory because it's really so much more than that yeah yeah that's awesome that's a really good viewpoint to see it from because I would have never like I said I don't know much about the industry or what you do so that's really cool to hear firsthand even what you did last night how you stay up till 1am tying together smelly shoes that's really cool (laughs) and I kind of knew that like when you're in the middle of competing or like previous to it's kind of like you're almost building at least like from what I've kind of seen it's more more like building like a resume almost um and you're like helping the people of your county before you even initially compete is that correct yeah, yeah, that's exactly correct. It's it's a lot about it's basically like a job interview, right? And so you're trying to get all these things in your community that you're doing, whether it be speaking, whether it be going to events and attending those, uh, whether it be tying shoes together, you know, and doing all sorts of service projects like that. It's really important to build that resume. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important to realize, like, especially if you're in the America Miss America industry, that you're not doing it for that resume, um, that you're doing it for the community. Um, and the resume is just, oh, yeah. Um, here's actually what I've done. And, right. uh, another important thing that I think uh, we should go over is uh, social impact initiatives. So as part of the Miss America organization, you actually have to have this thing called a social impact initiative. And what it is, is it's something really specific that you're doing for the community, that you're trying to push in the community, whether it be physical activity or mental health, um, you know, mental health is a really popular one nowadays. Mine specifically is titled Healthy, Happy, and Free, the Movement Towards Meditation and Mindfulness. So I'm trying to implement a lot of uh, mindful-based practices in the community because I think it's something that is severely lacking, not just in the community, but in uh, America, you know, in Utah, in the world, what, whatever it may be. I think it's something that we need to all improve on. Um, and so I've been trying to, you know, 
uh, fund and start meditation classes and courses. Um, there's things like active meditation that you can do. So I've been trying to implement painting courses and things like that, you know, just that the community can do to help implement that mindfulness. And so as you're social, going back to what you were talking about, as you're building this resume, you really, really want to focus in on that social impact initiative. Um, so what you're specifically doing, um, because that's what they want. That's what the judges want to see is that you have something very specific that you're going for, that you're pushing, because if you're just really um, going with the flow, nothing ever gets done. It's really hard to get things done, especially on a higher level. If you're Miss Utah, if you're Miss Texas, if you're Miss America, it's really hard to get things done if you're not pushing a certain point. And so they're really trying to get girls to get that specific thing that they're trying to do and to see that they're implementing it in their communities, in their states, in their country. Right. Well, and I think that proves your capacity to hold the title. Because if you're there just to to chill, like like you said, nothing gets done, but you as holding your title, you want to make sure that even after the fact that you're before you're crowning somebody else, that you're able to, to impact the community in a positive way. So that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like I said, it's like, it's all nonprofit and you're just doing this out of the good of your heart, pretty much. Like the amount of time that you put into it is normally not uh, worth the I guess the money that you get from it, right? It's definitely for the service of the community. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Are there any other points that you made sure that you wanted to share with us today about pageantry or just different elements you wanted to debunk that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, yeah, well, I think so. Uh, just, yeah. Remember it's really, it's not all about beauty. In fact, um, in fact, they, you know, don't even uh, judge on that anymore. And it's really about the service and the importance of that. Um, and yeah, if uh, any of you listeners or anything want to go into this kind of industry, just know that you get into it what you, um, well, you, yeah, you get out of it what you put into it, right? And you can, yeah, maybe do like one or two events or attend a few things. But just know that you're not going to get near as much out of it as somebody who's committing their every day to the industry. Like, I know girls who have literally quit their jobs so that they can focus wow. on serving the community and doing things like that. Um, so they're not getting paid at all while doing this and, and things like that. Me personally, I feel like I haven't been able to get out a lot of uh, what I could because I have been at school and I have been away. And so I can only do things on the weekends and that has complicated things a lot. So just, um, uh, know that it's, yeah, you get, you get out of it what you put in and sometimes you won't get out everything and you won't be the best there is. And I think that that's really important and okay to realize that you're not always going to be the best. Like I can realize that I'm not going to win Miss Utah and I'm not going to be Miss America and that I can just serve my local community. And I think that's what's most important and that um, that's what should be focused on in the industry. I think that's awesome. And you talk about balancing your schedule between school and um, your duties. What are some of the tips that you've been using to get you through it and try to balance these things? Because I know there's a lot of people balancing a lot of things, whether it's pageantry or school or work, but how do you do it? Well, I know that a lot of girls struggle with their mental health when they actually get involved in the pageant industry. And that's because they're constantly thinking, I'm not doing enough because um, a huge aspect of the pageant industry nowadays is on social media because there's been a decline and people are really trying to get it amped up again and uh, get people excited about um, this whole scholarship organization again. And so it's a lot on social media. And so when you're constantly seeing all of these other girls, like I follow all of the, you know, all of the other counties in Utah, I follow uh, Miss Utah, I follow Miss America, I follow a lot of other states, um, state pageant queens, right? Um, but sometimes I think a lot of people can get down on themselves because they're seeing, oh, they're doing all these other things. So this girl literally just set up a marathon and raised $20,000. And like I was saying earlier, I think it's just really important to realize that you're not always going to be the best. But at the same time, uh, you can be the best you and you can push yourself and 
um, for, well, so something else I guess I could talk about is, so the, I think it was the Miss America, it may have been the Miss USA, I can't remember, I should, I should have looked it up ahead of time, um, oh, but from 20, 2018, I believe, she actually just committed suicide and killed herself, so it yes, literally, yep. yeah, yeah, it, was it the Miss USA, it, or was it Miss America, uh, do you remember? Oh, man, um, I think, I believe it was Miss USA. Okay. Uh, I should know. I should know this. I believe, (laughs) as far as I am aware, um, because I follow several other Miss USA um, ladies, I believe it was Miss USA. Somebody correct us on our on our next post on social media if we're wrong, but I believe it was Miss USA. I I think you're right, but see, just that that says that these women are there's so much more and so much more depth than just you know being pretty on a stage, right? And they are struggling with their mental health just as much as any other person is, right? right. Um, it's just because they are, they seem more successful and they have all these fancy dresses on and look like their life is put together doesn't necessarily mean that their lives are put together. Um, and so that's something I've struggled with a little bit. Um, not really, I've never really had an issue with my mental health. I've tried to, I think my meditation has honestly kept me sane. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is something that I think a lot of girls struggle with that they don't talk about enough. Um, and I think that's why when you look at a lot of these other social initiatives that women have, it is a lot about mental health. It is a lot about suicide prevention because it's something that they're probably struggling with themselves. Yeah, no, I think, and I talk about this all the time, but I think social media can definitely be the thief of joy there's a lot of comparison in our society in general but especially among women and even if you're in a collective industry and you try to support each other and try to motivate motivate each other there's still that level of like your inner self that has that comparison mindset and it's really hard to get out of that so put yourself in an environment where you're supposed to be serving I could totally see like in a competition, even though it's meant to like your journey is supposed to be positive, but it's hard. Like, as you said, feeling like you might not be doing enough, but little do you know, the person that just raised $20,000 could definitely be thinking the same exact thing as you. So exactly, exactly. And and I think there is a little bit of toxicity involved with that idea of competition because it's like, yeah, we're sisters, we're friends. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, but actually, I want your crown, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so having that sisterhood is really good, and being connected with these other girls is really good, but it, yeah, it is, like you said, it's really, really important to not um, get too down on um, and dirty in that comparison, in comparing uh, yourself to others, because if you do, you're gonna have a lot, a lot of issues and hardships involved with your mental health. Right. I think it's just like, I guess my advice for anybody, not that I've been in a pageant, but like, even just in day to day, like, I just believe that everybody's life journey is very individualistic. And you're going to come across different people in your life compared to other people you're surrounded with. So ultimately, like, I I think everybody has a footprint, everybody has their own path, and everybody's going to impact somebody differently. So it's just about having that mindset that even if you feel like it's small, it could be huge for somebody else, you helping them out. Like you just you just never know the impact that you could have just as a normal everyday individual. So I think it's important to remind ourselves of that and respect respect your own journey. And I think another thing is it's really important to be vulnerable, right? And I think they've really encouraged that more in uh, the Miss America industry is, you know, when you get on stage and they ask you that on stage question, when you're in your in your interview, they want to hear everything and they want to hear the truth. They don't want to see your life all put together. They want to see honesty and truth. And that's with political questions, but that's also with, you know, your mental state and your physical state and everything involved with it. They just want to see you. And I think that's been a great change over the past 10, 20 years. Yeah. That's something I have loved about living in the time that I am living in is I feel like we are getting more open towards mental health and towards women holding different roles. Kind of what you're saying, the shift in pageantry and 
Um, yeah, it, it's really something cool, and I hope we continue to progress in that way, and we can continue to be open because it's not easy. But I think when everyone is more open, it's more normal, and when it's more normal, we can support each other better. So I totally agree. It's really important. And it does, like, humanize public figures or somebody that holds yeah. a status, like, in a pageantry and makes humanizes you so that the people that you are serving, you become more relatable. Yeah, and I did fact check you guys. You guys were both correct. It was Miss USA. It was Chelsea Christ, um, Miss USA 2019. So... Yeah, I remember seeing posts about her the the day of the death or the day it came out. So definitely, I don't know, I bet a lot of people wouldn't have expected it because I think she was a TV host and she was having a successful career after her win. But you never know, kind of like we're saying, if someone's really going through something because it's, it's hard to share. And just to think that that was Miss America, you know, that was Miss on top of the world. That was Miss... Um you know, everybody that everybody looks up to her, right? And I think maybe um, that that was one of the issues that she struggled with so much is that that stress involved with everybody's looking up to me, everybody sees me as this amazing person and puts me on this pedestal, but really, I'm not. And you know, maybe she fell down on herself. And I'm not saying that's exactly what happened or anything. I don't know the story behind it. But um, I I understand how she feels, you know, a very microscopic amount of how she feels, you know, just my little community. I feel that stress and I feel that burden that I am not enough sometimes. But, you know, it, it's I think it's just important to realize that you are yeah, doing this that, for the service aspect. You know, you don't need to be doing this right at all. And um, you're just trying to do the best you can. And that's all you can do. And I think especially with COVID, it probably was really uh, hard on a lot of these pageant girls because it's like, they can't do anything. It's hard to get people together. And um, I know it's been even harder in my year, even though COVID has kind of, um, you know, trickled off a bit. It's hard to get people back in public. Like, um, so fair days is one of my big things. I'm kind of, I help a lot with uh, the community fair days and uh, entertainment involved in it. Um, but I think the amount of people that showed up was about half uh, to what had previously showed up before COVID. And so just people have been struggling to just get mm. out and uh, get moving and get in public, even though, you know, th these are fun things, right? It's, uh, you know, fun booths and it's uh, roller coasters, but people just aren't interested anymore. And it's been really hard for, I think, a lot of uh, these women in this organiza organization to actually, um, you know, dig those people back up and out and to get them out and in public right and uh, to get them active right. in the community I definitely could see that because even me I I love events in general so I'm just missing events but if that was part of your role and you needed those events to make that change that was your goal that would be really hard and trying to figure out different ways to do it yeah and you just think how much time you spend on preparing for these things and it's like I didn't get anybody showing up or anybody caring or, and you know, yeah, it can get a little, it can get a little sad sometimes, but that's not to say there's not so much good involved in it too, because there is so much community involvement still. And, um, there's so much fun involved. So like just two weeks ago, I, uh, got to host uh, a princess party. And what that was is I invited a whole bunch of little girls just in the community. Um, and, it was actually, it was a fundraiser for my Miss Utah endeavors, but, you know, they paid like, I think it was like $10, $15 and uh, they got to come and we made cookies together. We read stories, we had a dance party and things like that, you know, just with these little girls. And I had the time of my life, you know, um, and I guess things like that just help me remember like why I'm doing this. You know, it's not just for, um, you know, I hate posting on social media. It is literally <laughs> the biggest stressor in my life. I don't know why I hate it so much, but um, as Miss Wasatch, I should be posting weekly or daily even, right? And I just, I can't do it. And so that's always been something that's been my biggest struggle. And so if I'm not at an event, 
and I'm not like acting and doing something and I'm just sitting on my phone, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And so going to those events, it's really helpful on my spirit and my soul in the sense that I feel like I'm doing something still and I'm still helping the community and I'm still having fun because it really is, it can be so much fun. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So would you say you recommend this pageantry world to girls? Do you think it was better for you to start at an older age or do you wish you would have started younger? So personally, I have uh, so I have a little miss and she has two attendants and they are the cutest little girls ever. I think they're all about um, eight or nine. So they're, you know, pretty young, but not too young as to it feels like I'm babysitting them whenever we go to events or anything. You know, they've got their own little spirits yeah. about them and they are darling, but they are also super, super sassy, all of them. And they think that they are hot crap, honestly. <laughs> um, like they think that they are everything um, and that they deserve everything. And so I think a really important thing is if if I had, I would let my kids, if they were really interested in um, you know, being in the pageant industry. Yeah, sure, I'd let them. But, um, and I think it's really important because those girls are really confident. And I know as a little girl, I was not. I was super shy. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, but these girls, you know, they'll go up and talk to strangers and ask them how their day was going. And they'll talk to anybody. And they'll, they're very actually service oriented despite their uh, sassy nature, right? But um, <laughs> <laughs> I would just make sure if you're having your kids in this industry to make sure that they know the importance of what that they of what they are doing and realize that it's um i i guess that it's not all about them right and they're not the center of the world and they don't deserve everything just because they have a crown and they want a crown um it's really important to teach them um and teach them to focus more on that service area and i think that would be really beneficial on them. And as for me, I think, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really, really, I really do encourage other young girls to do it. I, I'm actually pretty young for uh, winning a competition. Normally, uh, they want to see a little bit older and more experienced girls, um, you know, have gone through college. Or I think the cutoff, though, is like 26, 27, maybe it's 25. But um, you know, they normally actually like to see those older girls because they are more experienced and they they are more intelligent, they are smarter. But if you are able to uh compete, I would totally do it because just going and um being in a competition is so fun and I think it's it can be really healthy and beneficial on your confidence and on your um ability to you know be a little bit more outgoing and to be a better person and more service oriented and um I I I would just you know leave my note that it it can be detrimental sometimes and you really you really do have to have the confidence like I talk about this confidence and I mean it you have to have that confidence you have to be resilient because if you're not you're gonna you're gonna have some trouble and it's going to be really a lot harder for you um like I get told all the time it's I'm um not tall enough my boobs are too big I um don't have fake eyelashes I need fake eyelashes I need to be tanner like those are things I literally get told all the time like I have actually been told those things directly to my face and you know they're just kind of things you need wow. to wave off and be like so, you know, that's not important. That's not what matters. You know, I'm I'm not here to be taller or to have smaller boobs and to be skinnier. Like, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to help and to serve. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just really important to have that resilience. And so I would leave that warning um, to be able to take it and take it with ease and take it with poise because you're going to get told um, that you aren't enough and you're going to have to move past it and wave it off like it's nothing. Wow. I know. I, yeah, well, I commend you for being able to do that and have that confidence and ignore those people because that would be super hard. At least I know it would be hard on me. 
yeah, I guess like go in knowing who you are and that you're you're great as you are. That it's not you're not competing in a pageant to change yourself, but to better yourself in yeah. a more intellectual and emotional exactly. way. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I guess if we had some listeners that were interested or this sparked their interest, where should they go to look into like the age brackets if they're old enough or young enough and how they'd even get involved and how they'd learn more? Where would they go? So I'm going to look it up really fast, actually. So I believe um, it's about I think you have to be eight years old when you're um, competing as a little miss. Um, okay. And or eight to ten, I think, is the cutoff. I believe. Hold up, I can actually look it up. Uh, so for the actual Miss America or the Miss, whatever, uh, the actual Miss, it's going to be you have to be age seventeen to twenty six. Um, and something actually I should note too, and something that actually kind of bugged me a little bit. But you can't be oh, married. Okay. You can't have ever had a kid. Um, or ever been pregnant, even even if you did get an abortion, you can't compete. Um, you can't be engaged. In fact, they discourage boyfriends too. Um, wow. It so that I feel like that kind of bugged me a little bit. Like as Miss America, she cannot politicize wow. that she has a boyfriend at all. Like for me, it's a it's a it's better and it's easier because um, you know I'm just a little county queen. But if you're Miss Utah, if you're Miss America, if you're Miss Texas, whatever, um, yeah, normally you don't want to politicize at all that you have a boyfriend um, because they don't like to see that for some reason. So how would they know if you've had an abortion? Do they look in your medical records or is it just... I don't know. I think it just like goes off of your say. Yeah, your honesty. Yeah, that's super interesting. <laughs> um, so, okay, okay, so I looked it up. So the Little Miss America is ages 7 to 9. The Young Miss America is ages 10 to 12. And then they have a Junior Miss America, which is ages 13 to 15. And then they have the Miss Teen America, which is ages 16 to 18. And then, and then of course, the Miss America, that's 19 to 25. So they've got, like, pretty much, you know, any age from 10 to 25 or 26, I think the other one said, um, you can compete in some sort of competition. However, the most popular ones are the Miss Teen and then the Miss America. The Miss Teen's pretty big. And then, of course, the Miss America is huge. Yeah. And that's the one you're a part of, the Miss America. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's really cool and really good to know. And I guess, is would you just search... Um, Miss America online like different areas by you to see how you could get involved yeah so to see if you want to compete or if you want to sign up for the competitions they actually just change the way that they uh, do sign ups I think like it's a little bit different I don't know I haven't gone through it but um, so yeah you could just go to the Miss America organization Um, uh, so yeah just look up missamerica.org and uh, you can find the Miss America, um, and you can find everything you want to know about the organization. You can keep updated on current events, current things that are going on with them. Um, and I believe that's where you also sign up for uh, the pageant. But you can't like sign up for Miss America unless you've won a state pageant, and you can't sign up for a state pageant unless you've won a county or a lower lesser pageant you know so um to find out like your local pageant options I would like encourage like reaching out to your rec center normally they're pretty um involved in the the competition and they help uh make and fund the uh county competitions so if you have like a recreation department or a recreation website I'd look on there I'd follow uh and try to find your local uh, pageant queen on Instagram on Facebook um, and that's where you're going to be updated on their information and uh, what's going on in the community things like that and how to actually sign up for uh, your actual county because I think it depends on state so I can't just say it to send you I can't just send you to the Miss America website because I don't think you're going to yeah. find um, all the information the updated information on the Miss America page I know you can find like, so when uh, I've actually gone through this and looked it up before and to see if you can find it on the page. 
And so I was able to find Wasatch County and everything. So you went to the Miss America, then you went to Utah, um, like the Utah the section of the page, and then you went to and scrolled down and you could find Wasatch County, which is, you know, the county that I wanted, but it was like a outdated number. So those aren't always the most reliable. So that's why I say to go find um, other methods to sign up, you know, through your rec center through, you know, following on Instagram and Facebook. And you can always reach out and DM your local county queens because I know that they would love to be involved and they would love to help you guys out. Yeah, that's good to know. Awesome. And I guess, Liv, do you have any last questions? I don't think so. I think I think we had a lot of good topics today. Great. And I know you probably have already answered this, but is there one last closing remark that you just want everybody to know or just one thing about pageantry I know we touched on a lot of things that you thought were super important but is there anything else that you just want to share before we end yeah sure um like I said it's 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 a it's a whole new life it's affected my life a lot and I know I've probably said some negative things about it but it's honestly changed my life for the better and I feel like a better person and it's really good on a resume for the future um, and people look up to you a lot for being a part of the organization. And I think it's such a great thing to get into. Like I said, you just have to have that resilience involved. And hopefully, you know, those things I talked about earlier, they are a part of the future and that'll slowly go away. But, you know, there's always going to be those people that will sometimes ruin it for you. So you have to have that resilience. Um, but it is my it is honestly my second life and I love it. And I love my uh, initiative of mindfulness and meditation. I think it's really, really important. And I love implementing that in my community. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity to grow up, honestly, and, um, and to get a better and know yourself better, to get a better self-image and to know yourself better. Um, and it's been so, so influential. Um, on me, on my family, on my friends, and it's helped my image in the community, and I, I love that aspect of it. So, um, yeah, I guess that's just my ending note is, um, yeah, it's, it's a new part of me that I love and enjoy, and I would definitely encourage anybody who's interested to just try it out. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Chanel, for joining us today. It's been so fun learning more and hearing your insights because like I said, bef like when I first contacted you, I've always been very curious and today I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah, it's been really, really insightful. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and talk to our listeners. So yeah, so awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. And Definitely look into the pageant world if you are interested. And as Chanel said, reach out to local um, people and your rec centers if you want to get involved. And we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys.